Tope Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Dropbed Gaming Podcast. Hey going, mate? Now, it's obviously me, Lucas, BQ410, and we got Matt there in the background clicking away. How you doing, Matty? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Nice. We yet again have taken fucking ages between episodes. Yeah, we're getting good at that. Yeah. We've, well. we've put in a lot of practice at you know being really irregular. <laughs> and I haven't even finished designing the new website that I mentioned in the last episode, so... Yeah, well, busy peoples. Yeah, and lazy too, so whatever. I'm not getting paid uh, for this, so give me a break, guys. Exactly, just back off, all right? <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah, we've um, been like playing a few games and things like that, as we try to every now and again. Um, which is why we don't record or, or you know, update websites, really. I mm. think that kind of gets in the way, doesn't it? Maybe if we didn't play games, we'd be better at this stuff. There's just too many games. That's the problem. Every time yeah. I think about like all the stuff I've got to do, I think, but oh, there's all these games. It's so friggin' annoying. <laughs> and we've had another release in the last week that um, you know, we did get to play a little bit of, but we'll talk more about that very soon. Mm. Um, Matt actually wants to talk about some games that he's been playing. So yeah. it's well, going to be interesting. There's a couple of games that came out um, earlier this month and at the end of January or mid-January even for some of them. And um, yeah, I figured it's about time we talked about them. So the first one is Gravity Rush 2. Yeah, it, I mean, as I was just going to say, it, it takes a little while to play through some of these games when you've got limited time. So Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Especially when I've just started playing Elder Scrolls Online and all I want to play is Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> it's just so good. It is a good game, isn't it? Um, but anyway, so Gravity Rush 2, for those of you who've listened to the podcast or followed Drop Bay Gaming for uh, this, however many years we've been doing this... Um, hmm. I really liked Gravity Rush 1 on the Vita. I thought it was an excellent game, um, completely unique, and and f- had these cool mechanics of like moving your Vita around and sort of motion control, but yeah. Um, and basically the idea of Gravity Rush is you play this, this girl named Kat who has gravity controlling powers, and so... You can change which direction gravity goes, or you can just float in midair. And so there's like flying kicks through the air and things like that. That um, I guess if you suffer from motion sickness, you probably hate. <laughs> I remember you saying that when you first got it. I mean, pretty much the idea I think was: did it come out at launch on the Vita, or, no. or not long after? Uh, it was somewhere in, during the life of it. Yeah, but it was kind of there for you know to to show off what the Vita could do, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I think most games that were made for the Vita tended to use the f- different functionality of it in some way, but Gravity Rush certainly um, made the most of the motion sensors in it, and mm-hmm. and it was a really smart way to do it as well because. Um, one of my issues with Gravity Rush 2, so Gravity Rush 2 is on PS4 only. They didn't. They decided not to bring it out on Vita, which I think was probably a bad decision. Um, 
But to be fair, there's a lot of stuff in Gravity Rush 2 that you probably couldn't do with the power on the PS4, uh, on the Vita, I mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but one of the things, that motion control, so they've brought back the motion control mechanics for the PS4, so you tilt your DualShock 4 and your view on the screen will tilt and sort of you can look, you look basically you look around the world around you, not only using the right stick, but also by tilting the control around. So you can really quickly, like, look to your left if you need to. And it, it worked really well on the Vita because as you'd moved the Vita, you would move your eyes with the screen. So you'd mm-hmm. look around and kind of you're moving your head to look around. Whereas when you're doing it with the PS4, you've got a solid screen in front of you and you're moving the controller and it's kind of pretty sensitive. So you can just like, as you're holding the controller, you're sort of naturally moving it around a little bit and the screen gets wobbles and uh, it takes a bit of getting used to. And I think honestly, anyone with uh, any kind of motion sickness would fucking hate it. You can turn off the DualShock 4 motion control luckily but um i don't think the, the game is worth doing like that or an alternative could be that you go to your doctors and get some um you know motion sickness tablets just to play it <laughs> yeah why do you need these <laughs> um playing this game gravity rush and the doctor yeah. will be like how good is it <laughs> <laughs> here's 20 just take them go home run here's um, a doctor's note you got a week off yeah so um <laughs> don't don't bet that that's going to happen, by the way, people. <laughs> Depends on the doctor. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's Dr. Dropbear Gaming. <laughs> that's fucking shit. <laughs> um, yeah, you can turn off the motion control, but I honestly don't think you should because it, it's kind of what sets it apart from other third-person games, and it works really well like from a game point of view. Um, mm-hmm. As long as you can get your head around it. But I did notice in a few of the fights, the big battles that I had against, you know, this. So basically, monsters have like a sort of from anywhere from one upwards to like six or eight of these little sort of glass domes on their body that are, that glow purple. And the way that you kill the monsters is you have to fly kick or throw things at these little glass dome things and shatter them. And on big bosses that have a lot of them, um, it can take some time and you've got to sort of rotate around them and and while also avoiding their hits. And I noticed that on a couple of the fights that I had, I would find myself up against a wall and then it, I had the camera kind of fucking glitching out on me a few times because of the motion mm. control and all that kind of stuff, which yeah. really is off-putting. Oh, it would be when you, like... It sounds kind of off-putting regardless. Yeah. well, and having you, that as an issue as well. The the thing was, with the Vita version, it really worked really well. And once you got the hang of it, you could fucking be a master at, like, swooping the control around to, you know, see a thing over here for challenges where it's like, there's, you know, you've got to kill as many monsters in X amount of time. There's time trials and things like that. And when you can really master that, motion control to change your views you can get amazing scores in those in those challenges so mm-hmm. it's really satisfying when you're good at it but yeah it just i don't know it just doesn't feel as good using the dual shock controller 
but you still, if you want to beat those challenges, you kind of really need to have the motion control because there's nothing that compares to the speed of just tilting your controller. You know, you can't set your right stick to be that kind of sensitive. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's the biggest problem I have with it being on v- on the PS4 instead of the Vita. But um, in general, the game is very similar to the original. It's got the kind of bright colors and visuals and whatnot of that game. Um, the cel-shaded graphic style is back. So it has that kind of unique art style. Um, the kind of cinematics and stuff for the story are not cinematics. They're just comic book panels, which was also a thing in the original. I think they could have probably probably got rid of that on the PS4 because it has the power to do cinematics. But then again, maybe they just thought that was a really cool way to tell the story, which it kind of is. Um, They've added multiplayer stuff to it. So it has like an asynchronous multiplayer where you'll be running around and you'll get a notification that pops up saying, you know, a treasure hunt is available or... Um, a photo is ready for you to inspect. And so I'll start with the treasure hunts. Basically what happens is you accept it and it gives you a photo taken from somewhere in the world and you've got to, it teleports you to the general area where that is and you've got to find exactly where the treasure chest is based on this picture. Wow. Uh, and it can be a little bit difficult and take a bit of exploring because the world is not just one flat plane. It's, you know, because you can control gravity, you can go all the way around it. The, the cities are basically made up of floating islands and there's stuff on the tops, bottoms, sides, everywhere around them. So you can take a bit of time exploring around. But then once you find the treasure, you have to take your own photo to try and show where it is and basically, you know, you got to take Proof that you've... Yeah. Well, it's just to show where, like, you show where landmarks are around it so other people can find it. And then once you've taken the photo, you submit it and it just gets sent out to random people. Okay. And then if they find the treasure based on your photo, you get these points called dusty coins or dusty points or something. And you can use them to buy, you know, costume changes and things like that for your character and a few other bits and bobs. So, I mean, the tre- the multiplayer stuff isn't exactly um, the standout part of the game, but it's cool. Yeah. It's a cool little change up. So it's not it. actually interacting with other players. It's no. just... Okay. The other thing is time trials and challenges, which were in the Vita version, um, where you could, you'd basically post your score to a leaderboard. So mm. it's like score so attack against runs. other people. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, that stuff's all pretty fun. It keeps things interesting. There's so much to do, like heaps of side missions and and whatnot. Um, and what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, the gameplay mechanics, like I said, with the DualShock controller, it's kind of weird, but it's the kind of game that teaches you as you play to the point where once you reach the end, you are so fucking masterful at it that you just it makes you feel so good, such a high level of satisfaction, you know, which is mm-hmm. really what being a gamer is all about, right? Like Should being be. challenged, beating that challenge and going, man, that is so good that I beat that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And 
Um, a feeling of achievement. Yeah, and there's a lot more abilities and stuff in this than there was in the first Gravity Rush, but they don't dump them all on you at once. It like slowly steps up as the game goes on, which can really, you know, it, it really helps with mastering it and to that feeling of like you get to the end and you think back to the beginning where you had not even any gravity powers at all and you think, fuck me. Like, I am the best at this now. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so um, it is really, it's- really a good game. And I think it just, it doesn't get as much, I don't know, people just don't seem to be that into the Gravity Rush series. Mm. I don't think. Maybe in no. Japan they might be, but yeah. It's a massive shame because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't mind giving it a go. I said that about the first one, but I never actually did it. I own it on the Vita. Or... Yeah. Well, they but... re- they released it remastered for PS4 a mm, couple of months or so before Gravity Rush 2 came Two. out. Yeah. And I have both, so if you want to try them, I'll bring them around. Cool. Yeah, it sounds good. But yeah, so that's Gravity Rush 2. It's really good, and I think that people should fucking get it and play it because you're not probably going to find any other game that's like it. Mm. Yeah, it's very unique, isn't it? Mm. And so yeah, I kind of get. I do think I remember saying with the first one that it's kind of it's the kind of game that you either love or you hate. Yeah, and I definitely think that's the same with this one because of those mechanics. They can if you don't if you can't get your fucking head around them, you're gonna have a real shit time. Yeah. Well, speaking of unique games, uh, it was a perfect segue to uh, the the next game we're going to talk about mm. which did come out this week we we did mention that we'd been playing the beta um the the closed beta a while back and had a bit of a go of the open beta only what two weeks ago now i suppose last weekend was it last week yeah wow. last weekend yeah. they were like we we have an open beta <laughs> yeah. just like two days before three days before the launch no worries yeah, we're going to make a lot of changes from this. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, um, but obviously that game is for honor, um, and I've been playing it the last two days. Really, um, trying to get through the. You know, the I, I guess the difference of this, what they've incorporated in this that obviously wasn't in the beta, is the single player story, um, and it's it's. A decent kind of story enough, I suppose. Like the, it um, touches on a few of the the reasons for the game, I guess. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a hack and slash, really. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying that storyline because it again, like you were saying with Gravity Rush, it kind of forces you to be able to learn the game and and you know figure out with this the different character types and you know, mm. all those types of things, which is a good way of doing it. You know, I mean, uh, most games that are, are predominantly multiplayer-based have a short, you know, God, some are three, some are five-hour kind of, you know, storylines to them. Mm. Um, but this one actually seems like it's pretty long. Yeah, it looks like about eight to, eight to ten-ish hours, maybe. Yeah, and if you suck like me, like, it all is pretty easy, most of it, but you do have, you know, objectives. You kind of get a bit of an understanding of the maps. Um, but then you come across a boss every now and again, and I just – I kind of get sucked into the just just the hack and slash kind of mode. 
where mm. you can just run in and just hack the shit out of everything and you're so much more power, powerful than the little you know kind of pawns that get thrown at you constantly. And then you come across the boss and you've got to actually use the mechanics how they're supposed to be used and like not to give much away anyway of the game but you know you've got three different factions and you've got the the um knights, knights. yeah the knights who are obviously the you know masters of the long sword as it says in the video <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sounds like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like Johnny Holmes. Um, uh, and then you've got the barbarians, which have got like axes and you know, throwing axes and shit like that. Um, and then you've got the samurais, which I guess are the masters of the not so long swords. I guess. Um, anyway, so yeah, you start off in the the story mode story mode as the knights and then it moves through and you play as the barbarians so it's knights versus bar- bar- barbarians basically then you go into the barbarians and then um it's actually barbarians versus barbarians and then barbarians versus samurais and i'm haven't got onto the samurais yet so i don't know what they're going to be fighting have you played those yet uh no i think they go back to fighting the knights or something like that uh, full circle. Yeah. No, nice Yubi. Yeah. Nice Yubi. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm now the barbarian going up against the the boss of the samurais. And he's just kicking my ass. Like the samurais are so much faster. The barbarian's obviously a lot more powerful. But the the thing that kind of annoys me a little bit is that because I, you know, get in that kind of hack and slash mode i'll press a button and in the meantime i should be just waiting for him to hit me and then blocking it and then counter-attacking but it seems kind of counterintuitive when you're a barbarian with this like eight meat or eight foot fuck off axe kind of thing that you know <laughs> you're just wielding around for this you know two or three hours and then you come against this dude and it's like all right, now I've got to take a step back. I've got to block and then counter and block and counter and then duck and weave and you know, do all these other kind of things. It just seems obviously they had to do it to teach you all of the different ways of playing the, the characters, but it just seems counterintuitive. But uh, I'm a bit stuck on that right now. Um, and there was that other bit where you were the knight going up against the head of the barbarians and then all of a sudden they incorporated wolves yeah. into the fight and it was like what the fuck the, this hadn't happened until that very moment and then you become the barbarians and then you have the to go vikings. and ride a horse or the yeah sorry the vikings and then you have to go and ride a horse yeah which is and, weird yeah, yeah like all these like just bits get thrown in for just random well what completely seems like no reason at all and it yeah, changes things up, I guess, from the the same old, same old stuff. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right, but because yeah, I don't know. I don't, I think the story mode is cool, but the multiplayer is definitely where where it's at. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And we played a lot of that during the betas, so mm. you know, I haven't done it with this yet, like with the full release version yet, because um, I really wanted to have a go of that story. Yeah. But, yeah, the first thing I did when I got the full game was just 1v1 dueling. Yeah. Just hook into, into it. it. Yeah. yeah. Just 
trying to beat people and trying to freshen up my uh, skills from the beta. Because, yeah, like you were saying about it being challenging um, and that feeling of satisfaction, like once you really master the blocking and, and whatnot, and plus each of the different characters in the multiplayer have different skills and different styles and different speeds yeah and power and whatnot so to well, really... some have shields so they're better at like protection mm. um and others are just simply attack and then like there's long weapons and shorter weapons and mm. um like assassin type characters yeah as well. assassins and whatnot so to really master a character and like you don't know from the tutorial the initial tutorial but there is advanced tutorials that you can do and they teach you really in-depth stuff about your character that you choose because each one has different combos and different shit like that like there's a certain i remember when i was playing the beta there was one i was using and i was just out of curiosity i had a look at the move list and there was one where you can like lunge forward and attack oh wow instead of just kind of trying to creep up and you know watch for that for an opening you can fucking charge at them Mm. and um yeah, the, all the characters have different stuff like that. That when, when you master them, like you kind of feel like an asshole for annihilating everyone, but it's super satisfying as well. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Well, I remember in the beta there was a dude that um, you know he was playing a character with a shield, and every time I saw him, he was just running, and then whether he was running at me or at someone else, but he'd just like lunge and hit them with the shield and knock them over. And mm. it, obviously my characters that I was playing couldn't do that, but I didn't look it up and see how to do it either. Um, and it just seemed like a really cool mechanic because if you had a dude there, you could just run up and smash them with the shield and just knock them over. And that was awesome. It gives you a bit of an advantage, at least for the first hit. Yeah, exactly. And then mm. you can just like chop at them while they're on the ground. Yeah, but every time he did it, like I'd, I'd kind of, yeah, he'd come running at me, and it just took me by surprise the few times that it happened, because no one else was doing it. And then all of a sudden, I'd look up, and there was just this guy running at me. And like, you know, when you're kind of judging the distance as they're coming towards you, all of a sudden he's just hit me, whereas normally I'd be kind of just getting ready to block him. So yeah, it was annoying, but I bet you that gave him the feeling of being king <laughs> fucker yeah exactly king asshole king knocked me on my ass <laughs> but anyway it's a good game i really enjoy it it's um it's brutal to watch um there are some pretty devastating kind of finishing moves and whatnot so yeah you know, it's uh it's pretty full-on in that way isn't it yeah it is. And it all seems to be kind of close up as well. Like, it's nothing like Mortal Kombat, you know, where it's it's just brutality beyond, you know, even possibilities, I suppose. <laughs> but, you know. What do you it, mean beyond possibilities? You can rip people's spines out in real life. <laughs> yeah, true. And chew on their face about with your kinda, pointy teeth. Yeah, the drawn and corded kind of thing where you just lift them up by their hands and rip their arms off. Anyway. Um, <laughs> It's I mean, only I've, R-rate, uh, I've M-A-E, done it. Though, I've done honor. it. So yeah. Well, I know, but you know, there's still those 
you know, like when you when you're in a battle with just one person or another kind of semi boss or whatever, um, you get them down to nothing. If you if you can hit them with the final blow as a heavy attack, which seriously almost all of them are because <laughs> 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 you, you very rarely use the the light attack. Um, yeah, then it gives you the option to finish them basically by pressing one of two buttons. So, you know, to do that, it just kind of goes into a little cinematic of that kill. Um, and, yeah, there's, like, heads popping off and dudes being knocked on the ground and fucking axed and, you know, just some gnarly shit going on. And it's still pretty fitting. You could imagine that, you know, that's exactly what would have been going on eight years ago. Um but yeah, just bizarre to have that. Um, I don't know, so brutal in that way. And yeah, but yeah, anyway, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. You if can turn it where, off too. I don't know if a game where you can chop a guy's head off is um, is supposed to be MA. I yeah, feel like that should I be R rated. Me too. Yeah, because it's pretty gory. It is. It is. I mean, it's not like splashes of blood gratuitously across the screen and stuff, which a lot of games have, but it's, yeah, definitely brutal. So, but, yeah, that's the point of it, I guess. Maybe the uh, the rating board's bringing shit down a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But anyway, it's, it's a good game, and if you enjoy, um, I don't know, in, in a lot of ways, like I... I saw it as being something like um is it crusader is that what that old other game was called on the pc i think so i don't know the uh, one isn't it the one you used to play yeah i used to play it at lands every now and again um but yeah that that got brought out on um on the xbox and maybe the playstation as well um definitely the xbox because i actually bought it on the xbox for some reason and then have never ever played it um but uh, chivalry, that's it. Chivalry, chivalry yeah. medieval warfare. Very kind of similar in that way, except just a lot more refined. And chivalry was very much a, you know, it took like, it, it was almost laggy, it yeah. seemed, because you know, swing, swinging an axe took like a fucking hour, <laughs> it felt <laughs> like. So, yeah, if you were like the, the heavy attackers then it would be very very slow but every time you hit you do massive amounts of damage so and this one does seem a little bit more realistic in that way that you know a sword fight's a sword fight not just a swinging massive sword for ages (laughs) so yeah there is you do notice it though once you once you play against assassins and that kind of stuff the the slowness of some of the characters mm. but um yeah, I think it's pretty well balanced. The shit thing about that game, though, is the server issues, and because it's peer to peer, I'm pretty sure it's peer to peer. The connectivity stuff is just fucking disgraceful sometimes. Well, I, I decided last night to you know, go to bed, obviously, and then thought I'll get up in the morning and just continue to play it. And I got up this morning and had my coffee, and then went, oh, okay, I'll go and have a game. And, um, yeah, not such a great idea because I couldn't connect to anything. <laughs> well, apparently that, like, breaking news, that wasn't just for honor. It was all of the Ubisoft servers. So even the Ghost Recon Wildlands beta was fucking down. Wow. This morning. 
and the Uplay servers were completely down. So, mm. yeah, something, some, something terrible is going on. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think it's, I think they've sorted it out now. I don't know, but just in general, like aside from catastrophic server issues at Ubisoft, um, I did notice a couple of times, even just with the full version. I noticed it a lot with the beta, but um, from what I've played, which is not very much on the full game. Um, I've I have had a few dropouts and connection issues as well, so yeah. um, they've honestly that kind of shit is unforgivable in mm. 2017 when you have a fucking alpha, closed beta, open beta to yeah, have exactly. to still have blatant connectivity issues is pretty shit form. Mm, I agree, totally agree, and you know it, it's really frustrating when you have a limited amount of time and that shit's going on and it's um it's basically a multiplayer game it has the story mode but that isn't why you're buying it you're buying it for the multiplayer it's the same as buying battlefield one you would if you bought battlefield one and you had fucking constant server issues you'd be pissed and it's the same Mm. with for honor there's no excuse for that kind of thing yeah well, it, it has been rated very, very badly on the Steam, and I, I don't know if it's across all of the the um, you know releases, so on the consoles as well. But yeah, it, it's done pretty badly, um, you know, for rating and feedback just on Steam, which is not good, mm. not good at all. You know, it's still got a seventy-seven Metacritic score, but yeah, nearly everybody. Um, what have we got? I'm just trying to have a look at the numbers here. There's a lot of reviews, 10,800 reviews. And yeah, there's about half of those are bad and negative. Not recommended. It's like all across the board pretty much. It's bizarre. That's pretty shit. Yeah, it is. It so, is a fun game though, and I don't think that's necessarily fair. No, the game itself is great, but if you cannot play it because they're having so many issues with at least PC at that state, you know, yeah. obviously it's PC always that, has issues. It does, yeah, it's, with a lot of games. Yeah, but with a lot of other games, it never has problems. That's uh, weird. Yeah. But, yeah. I so. guess it depends on the, um, you know, the pedigree of the game company as well. Yeah, this one's just by some, like... Yeah. not well-known company called Ubisoft or something. Yeah, I know. Ubisoft. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, th- well, I'm I'm going, talking about, like, uh, you know, Blizzard with Overwatch almost never has an issue. Yeah. And, you know, it's just level playing, but whatever. It's All just good. it's just the smaller companies like EA and Ubisoft who yeah, have, have, have issues. issues. Yeah. <laughs> But then again, if it was Blizzard that had an issue, they'd go get fucked with Blizzard, as they do with everything. That's their answer to everything. I don't think they would. I think they'd be like, hold on, we're going to snap our fingers and the world is going to be great again. (laughs) Very possible. Man, if every developer was like Blizzard, the world would be a fucking utopia. It would be. It would. Uh, Oh, well. So anyway... So that that's that's uh, for honor. I definitely recommend that if you enjoy gaming, then you play that. Mm. If you it's, enjoy uh, gaming, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's Sweet. a good enough good enough example of uh, who should play it, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a third-person hack and slash, so if you're into that, and if you're into games that kind of challenge you to not just button mash um, to succeed, then yeah. Can be all right for you. Yeah. If you button mash, then you're going to have a hard time sometimes. You still probably have fun. Yeah. Even on multiplayer, but you're going to run into people who actually know what the fuck they're doing. And, <laughs> and they're going to nail you to the wall. Yeah. And look, honestly, even when you come up against someone who knows what they're doing, if you can do the basics of just blocking, just being able to like master the block mechanism in terms of like swapping sides and whatnot, yeah. then you're going to do way better. Because if you just run in and you have your little moat like direction thing to the left or right or you just pick one side and just go at it mm. they're gonna read you like a fucking book and you're gonna end up with your head rolling away <laughs> yeah pretty quickly so yeah if you do play for honor i would suggest just take some time to learn how to fucking play it <laughs> mm. yeah yeah worthy and even Good. though it's called for honor so the expectation is that you're gonna play honorably in multiplayer, there's a lot of spaces where you can kick people off a ledge and instantly kill them. Yeah. Definitely always do that. <laughs> because fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just reading a thing earlier that was like, the unwritten rules of For Honor, you should play honorably. It's like if you have a one-on-one -on -one duel and there's a section in that one map that you're in where someone can be kicked off an edge, good good etiquette is to move to an area where that like away from that and good etiquette. your fight over there i'm like fuck off fucking get over here and get kicked yeah. off the ledge like exactly a normal person <laughs> we're here to win yeah. not to fucking hold hands yeah exactly so anyway how many bloody vikings out there would be like oh come away from the edge <laughs> it's scary over here look yeah. there's bad spikes down there you might get hurt <laughs> come on come on let's go and have a cup of tea yeah more like you'd be like oh you look down there and as they're looking you kick them off <laughs> and then as they look back you're giving them the finger yeah <laughs> pissing on them <laughs> wow that's honorable anyway yeah, so that's baby. for honor you just got dishonorably discharged buddy <laughs> <laughs> all over your face oh <laughs> Uh, one, two, three, dishonorable discharge. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So. The next yeah. game. Yeah, Matt's right been playing along. another game. Yeah. Which has a, um, a different pronunciation that he just realized. <laughs> yeah, so it's Neo. Uh, N-I-O-H. And it's basically like Dark Souls, um, Bloodborne, all those kind of games where if you die, you're fucked. Um oh. And, you know, you go in, have a hit, back off. You know, it's all about strategy and tactics and whatnot. Um, it's pretty fun. It's basically Dark Souls with Samurais. So Samurais seem to be the theme at the moment. Mm. Uh, this is a game that was first announced back in 2004. And it's finally come out in 2017. So it's it's in the... It's kind of category of Final Fantasy Fifteen, The Last Guardian, Duke Nukem Forever, um, Aliens, Colonial Marines, yeah, <laughs> all true. these games that were in development for friggin' ages. And um, while, you know, Final Fantasy Fifteen was good, 
The Last Guardian had camera issues and Aliens, Colonial Marines and Duke Nukem Forever were just hot trash. So um, you kind of get, get... You could get some backlash for that. <laughs> you you get some um, some good and some bad with long development cycles like that. But Neo, Neo is actually fucking excellent. Um, really, really good. Well made. It's deep enough to kind of keep you... F- wanting to play it and it's it has certain things that set it apart from games like Dark Souls like Dark Souls seems to be the kind of bar with games like this where everything is compared to Dark Souls as Dark Souls is the best or whatever Um, Mm. and Neo is really really good it has a instead of a stamina bar which drops as you fight it has a thing called a key key bar and um same as a stamina bar, it drops down, but you can actually press a, a well-timed button press during your fight to recharge it. So, um, you obviously, you, you're doing your hits and whatnot, and you have to back off when your stamina's down, or you can get taken out real easily. But this sort of instant recharge thing, really, it's it's something different to what's in other games. Um, it doesn't sound like much, but it can keep the fights going and keep them interesting and mm-hmm. it it uh, kind of rewards you for not sucking is that like a um, like a timed thing uh, it's so basically um, you'll see a f- kind of a f- there's like these sparkles around you during the fight mm-hmm. yep. and if you time your button press right with them then you'll get a boost in your stamina slash key or whatever is it chi? Um, hey? Is it chi? Uh, it's K-I, so key. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway... Yeah. Um, All right, cool. No, because I was just thinking there's been a few games that had like a um, like a, a reload kind of timer. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of so, like that, yeah. except with sword fighting. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Um, the other thing that separates it is stances so you have three stances which are um, low medium and high and depending on which stance you pick it changes the speed attack speed of your attacking and the power of your hits and whatever and also defending changes up your defending and stuff so that can kind of take a bit of getting used to and I tended to just pick one and roll with it but um, if you want to be a great guy at these a great person at these games it kind of makes sense to learn the mechanics, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, sounds like um, it. It has a really kind of in-depth skill system as well. There's three skill trees that are ninjutsu, um, like magic, and I don't know, sword fighting or something, <laughs> um, mm. that you can put skill points in and you can get like buffs and debuffs and things like that. Um, and... There's heaps of gear and looting and um, kind of customizing your character. When you customize your character with your gear and your skills, it's got a surprising level of depth and you can... It kind of really changes the game up. So, yeah, um, I haven't beaten it yet, but uh, I've given it a bit of time and it's pretty fun. I like it. And I'm not generally into games like that, like Bloodborne... I didn't really get too far into because it frustrated the shit out of me. Yeah, and so. I've never really gotten into any Dark Souls games. But this one, 
um, I don't know, there's something about it that just grabbed me when they had they had a demo out prior to the release. And um, I don't know if the demo is still available, but yeah, I, it it was pretty interesting and kind mm. of grabbed me. So yeah, if you like um, games like Tenchu and um, sword fighting, shit like that, and samurai games, uh, as well as being challenged in the type of game like a Dark Souls type game, then yeah, I'd definitely suggest getting this. We've cool. got we've had a pretty good run of games lately. Um, yeah. We've mm. got a few coming up as well soon. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn comes out on Monday. And Ghost Recon Wildlands, which I mentioned the open betas on at the moment. It's That's a weird one, man, because I'm playing the open beta and it's, it's literally just a fucking single-player demo. I mean, you can co-op with friends, but I don't know why they need a beta for it. That is really strange, isn't it? Yeah. Like, mate, is it... I don't know, maybe it's a server load thing that they're yeah. trying, but Or, or matchmaking, maybe, to, like, when you don't play with mates, but you want to play co-op to kind yeah. of link up with other people. But it's super weird, because it doesn't seem like... it's There's not multiplayer battles or anything like that. Mm. So it's just weird. But um, yeah. I haven't given to... I played an hour or two of the open beta... And to be honest, I just want to wait for the full game to come out because you're just fucking going to have to play through the same shit again. Yeah, exactly. Because it's an open world game where you explore and you find collectibles and you help out these rebels in Bolivia against a Mexican drug cartel that's taken over the country. Um, Sounds pretty good. Yeah, but that's a pretty fun game. So I'm looking forward to that. That comes out in a week. Mm. And another thing that comes out in a few days is bloody nintendo switch which we're not getting but uh that is still coming out <laughs> yeah so if you if you want to you know get that play a few games and write to us at podcast at dropbeargaming.com that's yeah. the one and tell us what you think then we'll actually read out if it's legible um we'll read out uh, your review <laughs> it's great i actually was yeah. reading uh on survivor they tested out the battery of the console and they were playing Legend of Zelda handheld with the default brightness setting with Wi-Fi on and it lasted for three hours and ten minutes, the battery. Well, that's not too bad. Which is not too bad. And then they tested <laughs> out standby mode or sleep mode or whatever, put it in sleep mode for 12 hours and it only used 1% of the battery. Wow. So if you buy a Switch and you want to play games on your commute on the bus or train, as long as your commute isn't more than an hour and a half, you can yeah, ostensibly you fucking play it on the way there and back and then charge it again. And it takes three about three hours to fully recharge it while in sleep mode on the dock. But you can just plug it in, play it TV mode, go to bed, wake up, it's fully charged to take it again. Pretty good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then Mass Effect Andromeda comes out in three weeks. Uh, I don't know if we'll have another episode up before that, but man, oh man, I'm super keen for that. That and Injustice 2 are my top two games for this year that I'm most excited about. Yeah, I'm very excited for that as well. Yeah, it's going to be good. Looking I've actually contemplated going back and playing some others. I just I wish they'd have brought have a, remastered them. Yeah, I know. It would have been awesome. 
that's kind of the thing that held me back from wanting to really spend any time with them because mm. there's other games out that are you know current gen and yeah, exactly. I really want to play as well so I figured well you know, I'm not going to go back and play these games that I you know don't have time to play anyway yeah I don't know I feel like I don't think they're going to remaster them but yeah, I wish they like did it. like lots mm. of people don't like remasters but I fucking love them yeah it's me a great too. it's a great Especially chance to revisit like games yeah games like that that are definitely worth at least mm. playing again like you know some of the best things that I played last year with a trilogy of um, Uncharted when that was yeah, remastered. Exactly. Just going back to visit that again and, you know, bizarre how how much I've enjoyed them again. You know, they're fantastic. But anyway, that's just the way it is. But I think that's pretty much the end of the show. We should probably wrap up. Um, yep. the, yeah, we'll definitely try and be getting our hands on some of these new games that we can chat about. Until then, we've got a few other things that we're going to continue to be playing. So, you know, I'll, I'll keep going on uh, For Honor if I get a chance. And yep. I bet Matt will have a couple of games as well. And you'll probably be playing Elder Scroll as well <laughs> for the next few days. Yeah, it seems that way. <laughs> At least until Horizon comes out. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Just for fun. All right. Too easy. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we hope that um, we hear from you and your twitchings. Is that right? Switchings, whatever Switchings. you want to call them. Yes, yeah, st- <laughs> Switchings. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, let us know what you think of that. Um, tell us about the podcast. Tell all your friends about the podcast, just for shits and giggles. Um, yeah. But anyway, we've got something planned physically today for us that we will hope to be able to talk about very soon um, and let you know how it went. And something Sweet. interesting. So keep an eyes eyes out, not just ears out. Anyway, that's enough hints. We shall be talking to you again very soon. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. playing Elder Scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> cool, dude. All right, I'll talk to you later. Yep. See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>